Are there things in life that scare you a little? But excite you a lot? Are you chasing those things? Are you letting fear dictate your life? If you're ready to break free from that cage of fear and to live an abundantly happy life, then you're in the right place. I guarantee you, you will be happier for seeking what sets your soul on fire. Join Lindsay Hanlon as we explore paths, passions, and purpose that guides us towards our best selves. This is the Winging and Rise Up Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Wing It Rise Up. I have the beautiful Sarah Kramer with me today, and we met through our small business social society, which we both love, and just chatting back and forth on social media. She is a fitness and intuitive eating coach, mom of two beautiful girls. She is so funny and inspiring. I love being connected with her, and I'm very excited to have her today to talk with. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. It's always so exciting when we can, you know, just talk about motherhood life, how we live our lives. And I love what you're doing because I don't talk a lot about this on my show a lot, but I am a live your life kind of person. And I love that you coach people on intuitive eating because you see it and everyone knows it. It's all over, you know, social media, there's diets, there's fads, there's all these things going on. And people get themselves caught up in that rat race and then they never truly live. And That's so right. I want you to like, let's just talk a lot about that. Like, how did you get into this fitness and intuitive eating coaching? I, my journey kind of started, um, as a late teen, I had an eating disorder. And so once I overcame that, um, I found this, I had always like been into exercise and things like that. Um, once I overcame the eating disorder, I went into, um, a solid decade of dieting and exercising for reasons that were only based on, um, burning calories. And it was not necessarily a healthy relationship with food or with exercise. And definitely I had poor body image. And so as much as I enjoyed exercise, it started to become a drag after a while because my why behind it was all about the aesthetics and just about what I look like, a number on the scale, things like that. And then when I turned 25, um, I had our first child. And so things kind of started to shift a little bit for me. And I started to get tired of the dieting and exercising for just vanity reasons. And then we had our second child a couple years later. And as they started to get a little bit older, I thought to myself, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep dieting and I can't keep exercising for reasons that don't bring me joy. I want to enjoy food. I was exhausted of the whole process and I wanted to feel good about myself. Um, and so my kids were the catalyst. They were the catalyst for me changing and getting tired of the cycle I was on. And around 30, I was really ready um, to heal, heal those parts of myself and my thoughts that had been negative for so long. And so 
I slowly started changing my mindset around food and I started to enjoy exercise again. And I stopped focusing on the scale and I started focusing more on my mental health that I had been um, pushing down for a long time. I dealt with it, but some of the things that weren't helping me um, for a long time, I had to ditch. And so I thought, I don't want my girls to grow up with feeling crappy about themselves or not enjoying food or exercising just to look a certain way. I want them to feel empowered and to have a mommy that appreciated herself and accepted herself. And so they were, they really saved me in that sense. Hey, Freebirds, I am so excited to announce that I have decided to do some one-on-one coaching. This is life coaching that gets you reconnected with your soul's purpose and how you were uniquely made and giving life to that purpose. You know that I always say that if everyone walked in their purpose and lived out their gifts, that it would be medicine for this earth. And I just know that from all the work that I've been doing, that this is my life's work and passion and purpose. And I am excited to work with you. If you're interested in this, you can go to the Wing It Rise Up Facebook page. There'll be a link in there to Coaching with Lindsay, or you can click the link that's in the description of this episode and all further episodes. I'm very excited about this new program and I'm excited to work with you all. I love that, you know, we have those pivotal moments that kind of push us into a different mindset, a different lifestyle, just wanting something different for our lives, you know? And I feel like I love that you're doing that because you have two daughters. You want to raise them in a way where they feel powerful and strong and happy and confident and just all the things that we maybe like when we grew up, you know, we were always chasing different things because we didn't really have the marketing towards us that was anything besides you know, fit into these Hollister shirts. And as a swimmer, I will say, I wasn't very happy that I had to buy like a large or an extra large because my shoulders could not fit into them. And I was like, but I don't feel like I'm large or extra large, but I literally can't fit into those shirts. But we growing up, we had definitely different marketing towards us. And so I love that there are more people stepping into this, you know, confidence into yourself and how you're made. And reframing mindsets around exercise and what that can do for you in other ways, other than like you said, like the wrong reasons. Um, there are so many beautiful things that exercise does, and it's not always just to fit into your clothing. Like I always encourage people, please buy things that feel good. No matter what size, just wear what feels good on you. Why would you squeeze yourself into something that doesn't feel good? Um, and I talk a lot about that too, because, you know, I love my fashion, like only wear what makes you feel like a vibe, you know, because like, otherwise it's going to just weigh on you all day if you're not loving what you're wearing. But it's so cool to see more people stepping into this because I follow a lot of people that do 75 hard and do things like that. And I'm over here like, but then you're going to miss holidays or fun things where you could just be living and just be in the moment. And I, and I, I really, really believe in just living your life and finding that healthy balance because (laughs) you know, a lot of my messaging is life is short, please do what you want, you know, and act accordingly and not, you know, constantly punishing yourself. It's like, there's so much joy in every day and beauty in every person. And I think it's just the best thing ever that you're doing this. And I enjoy following you because it really does help me in a sense as well, 
because I love exercise and I can get caught up in those rat races too, but you know, you just, you have the perfect message. So. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's always nice to hear um, people say those things and you're completely right. We grew up, um, I'm 35 now and the messaging when we were growing up was so different. It was about being small, shrinking yourself, you know, all of these things like eat less, not more. Um, and so it was a, it's a lot of undoing and it's a lot of like retraining and reframing your thoughts around things. And so now like people like myself are starting to speak up and change the narrative and, there's still this resistance from a lot of people, but there's also this large group of people that really, really appreciate it. And it's like, oh my gosh, finally, like it, this feels better. And we want to exercise out of like appreciation and joy. And if it's a drag, I mean, that's just, it doesn't feel good. I mean, you want to live your life and you want to enjoy foods and you want to enjoy yourself and not have this constant feeling of I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. So, and when people feel like a workout is a punishment, they're less likely to want to go do it. I mean, who wants to go and punish themselves? Like, do you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I try to tell people all the time, I'm like, you're going to get so much out of that exercise. Like you never know what's going to pop into your brain. And I'm like, oh, that's my next move. Like, that's what I'm going to do in my career and my life or with my family or whatever it is. And they're all, you know, people are like, well, I just, oh, it hurts. I'll be sore. Like, oh my gosh, like stop. (laughs) I know it's like, it's hard when you're in it sometimes, like that's just part of it. It's going to challenge you and it's meant to challenge you like mentally, emotionally, physically, and it depends on the day. But when you view it as I accomplished that, I got through that, I was able to persevere and look at me like, I'm okay. I'm still standing. Yeah. I showed up for myself. Like that's like a good one sometimes too, because I usually get up and I try to get it done right away. But there are times where I will have a slower morning. Like today I had a slower morning and I didn't beat myself up for it. I knew I'd make it down there. I just kind of wanted one. It was kind of nice. Like the twins were at a sleepover. So I had two less kids. I was like, let's have a glass of tea on the porch. Like, that'll be nice. And then I still went down and I did something that felt good for me. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be like my most intense workout. And I just talked to another guest about that too. It's just like, move in what feels right for you. And you don't have to punish yourself. I didn't feel like it was a punishment. I knew it was a blessing. I know that that mind mindset reframe is a huge one. Like we don't have to move. We get to, and if you can move, why aren't you? Like I'm always, I always get annoyed when people have the ability to move their body and that they don't, because I almost can feel as like an empath kind of person. Like I can almost feel that like anxiety, stress, and that just discomfort within them. It's like, you know, what is holding you back from taking that step to not just bettering yourself and your mindset, but just like getting your body moving. Like we both know how good that is for you mentally. I'm sure as a mother, you can attest to that. There are days where you just need to go and move your body. I mean, it is really one of the main reasons I do exercise is for that stress, that anxiety, that, you know, motherhood, you know, blur we get into just to clear the mind, open the heart. Um, 
and just get right. So it's like, I can almost feel when people are just not like, well, and you want that for them. So, yeah. And you want to foster that belief in them that they can do it and they don't have to do it like everybody else or like us or whatever. There is something for everyone. When people say that they hate exercise, it always makes me think of, um, you know, if you hate exercise, you're doing it wrong. And by that, I mean, you haven't found that thing, that thing that you really enjoy or that thing that helps you look forward to showing up for yourself. And I think a lot of times also there's this fear that what if I fail? What if I don't do good enough? What if I can't do this? Or what if I have to stop my workout? And the reality is, is that we've all been there. We've all had workouts where we start and we're like, I can't do this today or I'm not in the right headspace, or, you know, sometimes it's really challenging and not every workout is like crazy challenging, but for those that are, you start to build this, um, this belief in yourself that I did this another day and I'm able to do this today, but if I'm really not able to do this today, it's okay. There's always tomorrow. And I think that actually takes a lot of courage too. And like, that's brave to be like, you know, I've stopped some runs before when I'm on the treadmill and I'm just like, I'm really just not feeling this today. And like, that's really brave too. I mean, I still move in a certain way, but maybe I do more strength work and like, I just hop off the tread and I put on a strength work, whatever. And I just, do a class like that. And that just, I'm still moving, but it's just, that wasn't right for me. I didn't want to push myself in that way that day. And that's okay. And I think that people need to understand that that's brave too, but yeah, there is so much fear around, like, I'm going to fail. I'm going to do this. And I can attest to, um, you know, as, from being a collegiate swimmer, I have really gotten like earlier in my motherhood journey. Like I always wanted to run fast. Like I was like, if I'm not in that eight minute mile, like, like, that is crazy. Okay. (laughs) You are no longer in your twenties. And so I've just got to the point where I'm like, I want to enjoy running. So if it's slower and I'm not listening to music that makes me feel like that extra hype, some days I just put on some like oldies or Christian music. And it's like some of the best runs I've ever had. It's like, I'm still moving and forward as a pace. It does not have to be your best 5k every time. Like it is okay. (laughs) And so there's been so much healing in this season of my thirties, I feel, and I'm sure you feel that way too. Such a healing season from what we've been told and what we've learned. And I think it's beautiful. So it really is. It each decade brings something different Mm -hmm. and it's important to like, not constantly be thinking of, Oh, I used to be able to do this. Oh, I used to be able to lift this much or run this fast or run this far or whatever it may be. And it's like, that's not where you are right now. So come on, let's get more present and be realistic and honor where your body currently is. And it's okay. If it's different, it's going to look different as the years go on and it's going to change as the years go on but it doesn't mean it's bad, you know? And by the way, if I ever ran an eight minute mile, I would be so ecstatic. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just that like, you know, 
it, I have to, you know, realize that I'm no longer a competitive swimmer. I, and, you know, it doesn't always have to be a competition within myself. And I think there's so much beauty in getting to the point where you can honor yourself in a way you're like, okay, this isn't for me today. Like I can do this. And I'm still definitely doing some hardcore workouts. Like I still push myself to a very, very maximum level most days, but there are days where I do like to pull back and just enjoy it. Today, I just did like 20 minutes of core and 20 minutes of glutes and legs. And I was like, that's great. And, you know, and I was like, oh, good. It's not even sweaty enough to have to wash my hair. You know what I mean? Like, like little things. And I just think that if people could really, you know, my message is all about like living your life and finding the joy in every day and the joy in the journey and just taking things back to like a simpler, like a simpler mindset around things. Like everything does not have to be super complicated. And and I, it's really changed my life. Just like those simple things like that. And just knowing that life is short, why would we ever want to punish ourselves with exercise? Cause it's not a punishment. It's a blessing and you can move any way you want, but also with eating. And I, I, I really, I mean it when I say I enjoy following you because, you know, as a swimmer, we still have a lot surrounding us with like eating as well. So we, you know, I still have moments where I get into that too, but I know that that's not healthy to eat less and not more. I'm just really trying to make better choices sometimes when I can, like, you know, I'm trying to get more protein sometimes because I just know it's good for me. <laughs> like I know it'll, you know, you know, help me stay fuller throughout the day. I'm trying to say everything, you know, I don't want to say anything wrong, but like, no, you know what no, I mean? You're good. you're good. You know what I mean? But like, it, I'm just trying to make better choices, but I don't ever deprive myself of anything. And I also don't, I have three daughters. I have one son, three daughters. Like I don't want them to feel that way. I want to just coach them to a healthier thing. We cannot eat sugar all day long. One, we'll all be crazy. (laughs) We won't sleep well. We'll all be ready to like strangle each other. So we cannot do sugar all day. So I try to, you know, have a balance and show them how to do that. I'm never going to restrict myself for any period of time certainly not 75 days, but for any period of time, just because I really enjoy being with my family and my friends and spending time with them. And I, I, for me, I always felt the more I would deprive myself of something, the more I would want it. And so it was like this, I could tell, I was like, this is not even healthy. Like if I don't think about ice cream, I rarely ever get it (laughs) because I don't think about it. But if I say you can never have mint chocolate chip ice cream, guess what? The only thing I'm going to want to have is that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And, and the thing is, is that that's hard. That's a conversation that I continue to have. And it's really important one, because when you are telling yourself, I can't have this, or you have all these rules around food, then what happens? Someone tells you, you can't do something. What do you want to do? You want to go do it. They're like, don't touch that. It's hot. And so you're tempted like, oh, I kind of want to touch that. So it's like someone said, or you're telling yourself, I can't have this food. Your thoughts are being directed toward that food because it's not even a food that you may want all the time. It's just that thought of, I can't have this. And so then that becomes like, obsessive our thoughts can kind of become obsessive around certain foods whereas if you just give yourself permission to go ahead and have the food you satisfy it and it decreases your energy from going toward 
that thing all the time. Oh, I love that. So it's in, I mean, I'm with you on the protein thing. I mean, so many of us aren't getting enough protein in our daily life. We're good on the carbs. We're good on the fats and all of that. But protein's one of those things that I've really been focusing on myself because you're exactly right. It helps keep you satisfied for longer periods of time and helps your energy. So, um, and that's part of listening to your body and tuning in and being like, I think I need more of this. So I always encourage like, instead of thinking, what should I take out? Think about what can I add in? And so then when you're thinking of it from that point, then it's like, it doesn't feel like you're um, taking things out that you might enjoy, like eat the foods that you enjoy and all of that. But what could I add in that might help nourish and satisfy me for longer periods of time, let's say. Right. I think that's amazing that, you know, you brought up like the energy thing and, you know, I'm like a huge energy person, like how to have good energy and surround yourself with good energy. And I love that you touched on that because it's so true when we are adding, um, a lot of energy and thought into how to avoid all the things we can't avoid. Um, and for some reason, I'm just like picking up, like being in an amusement park. Cause I'm going there soon with the kids again. And I can't imagine if I had to be like, I'm sorry, like, I can't have that. I can't have that. Like, and just trying to find something that, or I could just know that it's going to be okay and just eat whatever I feel like eating and, and not, you know, depriving myself or putting my energy towards things that are going to drain me and thinking like, oh, oh, I can't believe I ate that. Like, that's just going to ruin, you know, no, I, you know, I really have given up all of those thoughts. I mean, of course they creep in from time to time. We all have, you know, thoughts like we're human. Um, but it's such a beautiful place to get to. And I really would enjoy it if our listeners were like, you know, catching on to all of this, because I think there is so much stress around eating and exercise and all the punishment and all the energy you can spend, you know, doing other things versus like beating yourself up. You know what I mean? Like where else could you put your energy to and your thoughts to, if you weren't thinking constantly about, um, you know, what you can't eat, what you can't eat, what you shouldn't have had and all of that. Yeah. There's so much stress around it and it can take a long time for people to be ready to admit that and to be willing to accept that that's been part of their journey and to ask for help. So it's like, you have to be ready and you have to have kind of, a lot of times there are these things in life, like me having my kids get older a few years ago, that was my why that was my catalyst for change. And you have to, a lot of times have these moments of holy crap, like I need to do something different and it's going to be really great. And once I get these things under control or deal with them, whatnot, then you have this energy for other things. And you start to look at things differently and you can go out to dinner with your family and enjoy it and not be stressing about it or have anxiety around it. And you can go to the amusement park and enjoy the food and know that you're not going to eat funnel cake every day. It's not something that is part of your routine, probably normally. So enjoy the funnel cake 
And maybe you have a child that loves funnel cake too. And then you're creating those memories together and, you know, food, it was talked about for a long time that food should not be a coping mechanism. And it is a-okay for food to be one way that we cope. It shouldn't be the only coping mechanism that we have, but food is an emotional experience, you know, around holidays, around celebrations and things like that. And even in times of grief, food can be a thing. So there are a lot of emotions with food. And so if we stop fretting so much, Oh my gosh. I mean, I can tell you firsthand how amazing it feels to enjoy food again and not have that stress. And there, like you said, there are times when old things start bubbling up, but when you have really dealt with your stuff, those times don't last as long and you're able to shut them down um, accept it for what it is, and then move on. You, the resiliency is beyond what you can imagine. Right. And I just feel that life is so beautiful when you're truly enjoying it, when you're really, really in alignment, you're in peace and you're trusting and you're just kind of doing you, you know, you're really just doing what feels right, what feels good. And I can't say enough about just like those times when you're with your family and you're with your friends and you just want to, you know, enjoy the food you're out to dinner, like get your favorite plate. You know, one of my favorite places to go to is in this, um, little town in Pittsburgh. And I get this biggest bowl of homemade gnocchi with this amazing homemade sauce. I've never feel any guilt around it. I am like, I have been waiting for this. I am Italian through and through. So I was like, this is my jam. You know, I actually like look forward to like 45 minutes away. So I'm always like, Hey, Mike, we're going to go to Philly's. <laughs> and he's like always more on like the side where, you know, he likes his protein and he wants, doesn't want to go get like a big bowl of like homemade pasta or whatever, but he'll go. And the kids love it too. And anyways, but it's like those moments where you just get to enjoy it and feel good about feel good about life. It's just, you're just living. I always say like, I wouldn't want to be like on a whatever diet and only having carrots and depriving myself of all good foods. And then I could die the next day. I mean, I could, you know, I mean, and I just want to live and I want to enjoy it. And for a lot of my work came from the lost perspective, like losing my grandparents. And so it really kind of pivoted me into this, like, oh my gosh, like it was just so, you know, raw and real and just like, you know, and I just was like, I, I just want to live. I want to be in alignment. I want to do the things that light me up. I don't want to just be in like a mundane monotonous, just going through the motions, like not loving life. I want to be just like on fire for everything. Like that means like being with my family, being with my friends and living, eating, exercising. That's part of it. Exercising really is fun for me because I know know. my energy is going to be better if I do it. You, no one really wants to be around Lindsay necessarily when she's taking a few days off exercise, like, Same. you know, guilty. Um, and everybody knows it. Um, but, and I can own that because I know that it's a beautiful journey for me to just get into time for myself and get into a beautiful mindset, which, you know, you coach people on as well, you know, the 
fitness, the eating and the, the mindset. And I think, I honestly think mindset is one of the biggest things. If you can master it, it'll change your life. So here's a story for you. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I used to have this, I used to have a pretty negative mindset and I would tell myself things were never going to get better. Things are never going to get better. And my husband, he went to Iowa state. And so he's a big Iowa state fan. And he's like, football coach says attitude and effort. And every time he would say that to me, it would make me so mad when I was being negative. He'd say that to me, attitude and effort, Sarah. And I was like, and so for years, he would say it to me and say it to me. And I fought him and I fought him and I fought him on it. And finally I was like, he's right. He's right. Mm -hmm. He's been telling me this for all this time. And he's right about your attitude and your effort, the way you view things, the, what you tell yourself, the story that you have created about things doesn't mean it's true. And so when you start changing your attitude toward things and your effort toward like doing good or healing or health promoting type things, or, you know, being kind to yourself, it makes a huge difference. And so like, it might annoy people sometimes when they hear like, you know, encouragement or positive type things about like any type of healing type journey or dealing with your stuff. But I think that a lot of times that's because we're not ready to accept it and we're not ready to acknowledge those things. But once we do, it can change your life and it can change, like it affects everything. Mm -hmm. It really does. One of my favorite things I've read one time is like someone saying like, you've changed and your response being like, I know, you know, I know. And it's (laughs) because so many people are like almost afraid to change. Like, oh, I don't have anything to change. You know, I've been been great all along. And I'm like, I think it's beautiful to evolve and change and, you know, recreate, um, reinvent yourself, you know, every day. Like I try to encourage people like that. There's a lot of joy in the journey every day. You can change things up however you want. And we have a chance every single day, every single moment to just pivot or do things a little bit differently. You do not have to stay the same your whole entire life. And I cannot imagine living in a world where I had to deprive myself of eating or exercise or anything for whatever reason. So I really appreciate what you do because so many people need this in their life. Like they really, really do. I'm surrounded by so many people on diet, this juice cleanses, do this, do that. And I'm like, I've had people ask me like, like, what do you do um, for your diet? And I was like, it's like almost like, I feel like, (laughs) like, not like, I, I just, I just live. Like I just, I just live. I, I mean, obviously, like you said, I add in things where I know I can do better. Like I started to add in my protein in the mornings, especially right after I exercise. And I do, I feel so good. I really do. There you go. You pay attention to your body, pay attention to your body. I'm like, I just feel so good. I, you know, I really never deprive myself of anything. I just, I just live and whatever feels right. Um, I do it. And, um, yeah, just enjoying it. And so I think that I wish more people would take the time to reset their mind frames and work with somebody as amazing as you that can show them how beautiful it can feel to just live your life. Thank you. I, you know, I was listening, I like listening to podcasts and things 
And I was listening to one recently and they said that something to the effect of people don't like what they don't know. So they're often afraid of change because that's not what they're used to. That's not the comfort zone. So thinking about like doing something differently, they don't know. And there's a lot of fear around that and what ifs and, you know, more of a negative mindset around it versus this could really change my life in a positive way, or this could really help me, or this could really expand my thought process on things versus keeping it so narrow, um, opening up like a world, a different world almost, because when you start to flip the script and you start to feel like, okay, things aren't going to be like this forever. Things can change and things can get better. And yeah, it may be uncomfortable and it may be scary and there may be rough times, but on the other side of that is this whole beautiful, sunny, um, thing. And that's not to say that it's going to be without bumps in the road. It's just that when you take care of one thing, it can be a trickle effect into other areas of your life. So when you start realizing that like, Hey, exercise was made to be this health promoting activity. It was for a strong heart, strong lungs, strong bones, muscles, like help you move, um, each day and to be able to play with the kids and just all of these different things, mental well-being. That's a big reason why I am so consistent with exercise for my mental well-being. And like you said, like if I don't exercise for a few days, my mood goes down, 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 and I'm not so pleasant to be around either. And it's because like, it's a stress reliever and it's this like time for me. And it's an outlet for, you know, kind of handling emotions and, um, really empowering yourself too. Right. And, um, yeah, I just, I just love what you just said there. And just like, you know, living your life, um, giving yourself permission to live a really, a really, really good life. And I, the one thing you touched on is kind of like my whole message is that like you, you know, what people are afraid of, they're not going to, they're, they're afraid to do. And I, I can't encourage it enough. My entire life, I have been doing things before I was ready to do them. And that's kind of wing it rise up is you do not have to know everything that you're doing. A lot of the beautiful things that have come into my life before I was even married or because I did them before I was ready. I was just listening to, I put it on my story today about the Ed Milet thing where he was like, the people that go after the most things and challenge themselves and they put themselves into the room before they're ready to be in the room. And they know that, but they want to be in that room. They're the ones that like soar because I used to do that. I remember being like, Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Like, why do I always feel like I have to be doing the next thing. I'm telling my mom, like, mom, call the dance teacher. I need to be in the advanced tumbling class. And like, I remember being like, I know that's going to like make her uncomfortable. And I already know that like, I probably am like right on the ability to be there, but I'm going to step up. And I knew I was, and like, that's where I got better. And it was the same thing with swimming. It's like, I, when I was ready to transfer or I got that 
trigger in my head from my therapist was like, do you want to, you know, maybe you should transfer. And I was like, that's scary and exciting. Uh, yeah. And I went and I swam in the SEC. Like I dropped like seconds of time. You know what I mean? Like I knew I was like, I'm going to be swimming some really, really fast girls. And like that scared the crap out of me. It was like putting myself into these rooms. I didn't know how to run a podcast, but I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And like, it's like, it's okay that you don't have to know how it's all going to work out. Maybe it will blossom into the most beautiful thing you've ever done. You know, I cannot encourage that message on here enough is that if you're being tugged and called to doing it, go and do it. It's not a mistake. You know, it's on your heart and your mind for a reason. So exactly. I love that you said that and brought that up because it's a good point. You learn as you go. I yeah. mean, same thing with motherhood. Who's ready to have kids. I mean, yeah, we we're we're like ready here, but we don't know what we're doing. No. Like nobody knows. So it's like you're learning as you go and then the second one comes along and you're like, "Okay, you know, the more you do things, the easier it gets." But a lot of times you just have to be willing to be a beginner at stuff. Yeah. And be like, "You know what? I'm not going to I don't have to be the best, but I'm going to try my best." And that's going to be good enough. And I also think like as a high achiever, you know, when you have that high achieving um, personality, you're always like, okay, I want to push it a little bit. I want to push it a little bit. I want to try this and it's a vulnerable thing, but I'm going to put myself in this situation like bit by bit and I'm going to see how it goes. And if it doesn't go how I want to, well, I mean, that might be a little bit of a disappointment, but it could go even better than you expected. And then you're like, okay, this, this is why I did it. And it's very reassuring. Yeah. And I think it gives you that like encouragement to keep going. So it's almost like the more you hold yourself back, the less courage you're going to, you know, get as you go on, like the more little steps you take, like the little courageous steps you take, the more you'll be able to be like, okay, yeah, I can pivot into that. Cause you know it'll either work out or it won't work out. Like, I'm always just like, it's either going to, it's going to work out for you no matter what. And, you know, most things like no one's making like drastic, huge, drastic changes. Like I don't want anyone to go mess up, life. but you know what I mean? But like little things like that, where you can self-develop the courage to keep going after your dreams. It's just a, a beautiful way to evolve and enjoy the journey. And, um, I feel like we touched on so much stuff that I'm just like, so inspired. I'm just like, oh. I know <laughs> we just, well, in what's, what's cool is that as moms, when we're brave and when we do things that are outside our comfort zone and even telling the kids that, you know, um, it, it, it encourages them to want to do the same and to do things that might be a little bit scary, but, um, kind of put yourself out there and it can be this great thing. And, you know, one of our daughters, she played volleyball one season and she didn't want me to sign her up for the next season. And I did it anyway, because I knew that she would end up enjoying it. There was this fear within her, a bit of fear of failure, but I was encouraging her and, you know, three, four seasons later, she loves it. She loves it. And it's the more you do, you know, the more games you have, the more practices you have, just that repetition, repetition, and kind of immersing yourself 
in those types of situations, it makes you feel good. And so like, I don't force the kids to do, you know, tons of things, but that was a situation where I really felt strongly and I really felt in my heart that it could be something that would boost her self-esteem and um, be a great opportunity for her. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a difference between the parents that force their kids to do a lot of things or just following your mother instinct heart, which you definitely followed your intuition there. And you're like, I can see that this is for her. I can see that she wants to do this, but there's something, you know, there's such a difference between that. And I love that you just followed your intuition to sign her up again. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, what was really the worst that could happen? She really didn't want to do it, you know, and she would tell you that mid season. Yeah. you know, I well, mean, it was a rec team. It's yeah, a rec team. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's not like we're going to be out thousands of dollars or something. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. Um, it's not like you were going to go wreck your life over it. Like I'm yeah. betting all of our, all of our money on this, you know, no, you weren't doing that, but you could follow your, in, your mother intuition to be like, you know, this is going to challenge her. She's going to get over that fear. And now she loves it. And that's awesome. You know? Yeah. We have a lot on our plates as mom. So that's what I mean. Like we have got to enjoy what we have, whether that's our meal, our exercise, we don't need to be depriving ourselves of anything. We have a lot on our plates. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty, you know, period. And so like fostering a good relationship with food and exercise with the kids is so important. I know to both of us. And I know you've posted about your kids, like during your workouts, they'll come in or whatever. And I've been exercising since you know, before these kids were born. And so growing up when they were babies, they'd be around me when I was exercising. And, you know, as they get older, sometimes they'll tell me they want to start working out. It never lasts and that's fine. It doesn't need to, but it's one of those things where they imitate and they see it and they see mommy taking care of herself in that way. But they also know that it's a time for mommy. Mm Yeah. Like mine are so so, like used to it. People are like, how do you get that all in, in your day? I'm like, my kids know, like they're totally fine. Like they know moms, you know, either working out or I'm down here doing this. Now they're upstairs, like playing, they're totally fine. They get really excited about the stuff that I do. Like today, I, like I said, I had a slower morning, so my workout was not done before the kids got up, but Penelope was just upstairs, like playing, like watching some cartoons. And I was like, came back upstairs. She's like, I never made it down. Like, nope, you didn't. But like, they are so used to it because it's a routine. Like we know what we're like, they know what they know what mom's going to be doing. It's not like I'm taking time away from them. They know that mom spends plenty of time with them that she can take some time for her herself. And it's just like part of our, just part of what we do. I posted something yesterday. Like it's part of my core identity, like exercises and that even makes it easier to be consistent and disciplined because it is part of me. It's part of our lifestyle. I would love to, for my kids to, you know, do this when they get older and they're taking care of themselves. And so it's just being a good leader in that sense. Definitely. It's not just about like, it's about showing up for ourselves. And then when other people see us show up, that can help inspire them or kind of spark some thoughts with them. But it's also about like, our kids and just making the time in the sense that you don't have to do it every day. You can do what works for you. Everybody's schedule is different. 
but just take a little bit of time and be consistent with it. And you're going to feel better. And that's going to ooze into, you know, tolerance with the kids or dealing with stressful situations or just being that role model of, yeah, when mommy walks downstairs, mommy's going to go exercise. And that's just part of the routine. And that's just what we're doing. Yeah. And they they get it. And so, yeah, it's just, I just think everything that you're doing is so great. It's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful journey. It is meant to be enjoyed. We all need to just have that strong faith and mindset in that. And, um, you know, just keep doing what you're doing because I love what you're doing. I love your reels. You're so funny. Crack me up. And you inspire me more to be more authentic on, you know, social media and just like having more fun with it. Um, so you guys all need to go follow her, but Sarah, tell everybody where they can follow you. So stay connected. Yeah. So on Instagram and TikTok, it's at I am Sarah Kramer. And then um I have a Facebook business page, Sarah Kramer, fitness and intuitive eating coach. Um, those are the my primary social media ones. I dip my toes in others, but those are the ones where I'm most active. And we'll have all that in the description as well. And so just want to thank you for taking this time today to talk to me and inspire me and inspire our listeners and everybody go and find Sarah. If you're needing help in any of these ways, she's your girl. So thank you, Sarah. I appreciate you and everybody Don't forget to be free, be you, and wing it, rise up. Thank you for tuning in to the Wing It and Rise Up podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.